Hi, welcome back to My Daily Briefing. This is Gwen Diaz, and I hope you're enjoying the podcast and discovering that the Bible really does make sense when its stories are told in chronological order. Here's Ed with our next episode. Hi, it's Ed again. Let's go right to episode 201, titled Haman's Evil Plot. You can find this in Esther chapters 2, 3, and 4. Esther's older cousin Mordecai was very important. Every day he sat at the king's gate with the decision makers and men of influence in the Persian kingdom. One day he overheard two of Xerxes' officers conspiring to assassinate the king. So he immediately sent word about the plot to Queen Esther. She in turn reported it to the king. And when the king investigated and found that Mordecai was telling the truth, the officers were put to death and the details of the incident were recorded in the king's chronicles. These chronicles become important later in our story. Not long after this happened, a man named Haman was promoted. He became the highest-ranking officer in the empire. Everyone was ordered to bow down to him when he walked by. However, Mordecai refused to honor Haman in this way. The explanation he gave for his actions was that he was Jewish. Perhaps he knew that Haman was a descendant of Agag, the king of the Amalekites, and that the Amalekites had hated and dishonored the Jews ever since the time of Moses. Or maybe it was because as a Jew, Mordecai knew he should not bow down to anyone other than God. Regardless, when Mordecai's disobedience was pointed out to Haman, the powerful official was filled with rage. He was so angry that he came up with a plot to kill all the Jews in Persia. Then he went to see the king. Haman informed Xerxes, There are people in this empire who separate themselves from everyone else, They do not obey your laws because they have their own. They will undermine your leadership if we do not get rid of them. I would be happy to come up with a plan to annihilate them. As a matter of fact, I am willing to pay for the operation myself. Well, the king was impressed with Haman's allegiance to the kingdom, so he gave him the permission to create an official plan and issue a royal decree to exterminate the Jews. The decree was posted all over Persia, stating the exact date that the Jews were to be killed. When Mordecai learned about the decree, he tore his clothes. He put on sackcloth and covered himself with ashes, and he went into the city wailing loudly. When Esther's attendants informed her that Mordecai was mourning outside the city gate, she sent a servant to find out what was wrong. Mordecai explained Haman's plot. Then he gave the servant a copy of the decree and told him to show it to Queen Esther. He instructed the servant to ask Esther to go before the king and beg him to have mercy on her people. Well, this created a huge dilemma for Esther. She did not know what to do, so she sent the following message back to Mordecai. No one is allowed to go before the king without an invitation. Those who do are put to death, unless he points the golden scepter toward them and grants them special permission to step forward. But it has been thirty days since he has even talked to me. Mordecai replied, Don't assume that you will escape just because you live in the palace. If you do not help, God will save his people another way but you will still die. Then he added, I believe this is the reason God put you in this royal position. Esther knew that her cousin was right. So she said, Tell all the Jews in Susa to fast for three days. They are not to eat or drink anything. My servants and I will do the same, and then I will go and stand before the king, even though it is against the law. And if I die, I die. Think about it. God was working in Esther's life long before she knew it. The poor, orphaned Jewish girl had not been crowned the Queen of Persia for her own glory, 
God had a far greater purpose in mind. She was crowned the queen of the most powerful nation on earth so that she could save the Jewish nation. But fulfilling God's purpose required extreme bravery. Esther had to be willing to put her life on the line. Here's the question. Are you committed to God's purposes in the same way Esther was? The Apostle Paul described this kind of commitment in Romans 14, verse 7. For none of us lives for ourselves alone, and none of us dies for ourselves alone. If we live, we live for the Lord, and if we die, we die for the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. Now go and live for the Lord. Mm -hmm.